Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue, the podcast. Every relationship begins with you. So, you know, we've been talking a lot, um, or I have been, <laughs> you've been listening, <laughs> um, about the narcissist, right? And and um, I put on my Instagram story the other day about, you know, the insane stories I hear of what a narcissist does to um the manipulation and the lies and and the way it takes down people you know the cheating the affairs and 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 when people find out that they have been lied to and manipulated in such a oh my in, in such an extraordinary way like it, it doesn't even seem possible that a human being can do it can, it can actually betray another human being in that way. It's, it's the ultimate betrayal when you find out something about another person that you literally are blown away by. And, and, when, I, the, and when I have to, you know, my clients' hearts are breaking. I know what this feels like. I've experienced it. And it is... you're just so in shock that you're looking at something or or you're feeling a certain way knowing that somebody betrayed you in such a a way that breaks your entire being almost and you know and and the manipulation and the lies is what really um creates this 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 um this energy within you that is radiating throughout your entire body of distrust, shame, a deep sadness. And I'm going to use the word guilt because almost it's you feel guilty that you allowed yourself to be betrayed this way, but yet you didn't allow it. You know, you didn't see it. One thing that people don't understand about attachment theory and, um, it's not something people choose. It's not what we want, right? It's we're not we're not choosing to be addicted to love, right? We're not choosing this. We don't want this. But when people have been raised in unpredictable um, environments, right, where um, they have had a lot of issues with abandonment and um, and then what happens when you know somebody abandons them as a child walks in and out of your life and then they come back well there's kind of a reunion right then you then you feel good well the same thing's kind of going in on with these 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 drama triangles okay and so you know I've talked about the dry drama triangle before the dreaded game is what I call it and you can google it it's can't remember the psychologist's names, but but he brought it to the forefront in the 50s of what it is and how it works in relationships. And it doesn't just have to involve the narcissist, by the way. It doesn't, right? There's always a victim, there's always a rescuer, and there's always a persecutor. And I'm going to focus a little bit today on the victim stance, okay? Because I need you to understand how these things work in relationships and to understand that, you know, these intense periods of of breaking up and then and then reconciliation are um it's not it's a trauma response it's basically the you know the body is um is being fed you know it's adrenaline 
dopamine, you know, that cortisol being dumped. And we're, we're, we're used to that from our childhood wounding, right? We're used to the suffering. We're used to that. And so for people like us that have had a lot of childhood wounding or, you know, and remember childhood trauma is not just events. It's these unprocessed emotions from enmeshment, from abandonment issues, parents um, being unstable themselves. There's so many, you know, so many different childhood trauma wounding and it doesn't just stem from severe abuse, right? So anyways, um, when we're in these relationship addictions, which is what they become, it's so much about for the rescuer role, about focusing on you know the partner, meeting their needs, all of their needs, right? It's about um, proving that we're worthy. We're worthy enough for love. Don't you see it? Don't you see it? I'm standing here. And then like, you know, you want to say, but Heather, you're not worthy enough. Don't you see it? He's still doing this to you. This is still happening. Have you not seen this? You know, and, and replace it with your name. Like I just, when I'm talking to my clients, I'm just like, wait a minute. Oh, it's so tough. It's so tough because there's no boundaries. There's not, there's not, there's no, um, you know, we want to end these relationships. But then what do we do? We get these fear-based thoughts of massive, like it's an intense physical reaction. See, it's, it's not just this mental, it's, it's a physical, it's a visceral feeling that you get when you want to break free. And then when, and what's odd is what I want you to understand is when somebody's been betrayed and violated with, through lies and manipulation, they are literally still trying or want to be in it. Why? Because they want to be chosen. Why didn't you choose me? Why am I not good enough? Why was I not enough that you had to go choose another? What? Why? When, when, when do I get chosen? When? And then of course there's the anger, then there's the resentment. And you know what? And, and the longer we continue to go through this, the more, you know, shame we feel. And then the more consistent we are in putting ourselves in these situations. And it's a broken record, right? Choose us, choose us, please, please don't abandon me. Choose me, choose me. That's, that's a lot of what a rescuer does. Um, and the victim it comes from a slightly different stance. And, you know, and narcissists are classic victims, by the way. But there are other victims that are not narcissists. You know, codependents are victims, can be the victim role. The thing about the drama triangle, the dreaded game, as I call it, you know, is that at, there's two players but three roles. And those two players move around from the role. So you go from victim, rescuer, to persecutor. But today I'm going to concentrate, I'm, I'm really going to take my time on explaining how this works. Okay, so no, I'm going to talk today about the victim stance and know that um, the victim is not always just a narcissist. A victim can be a codependent. A victim can be, you know, the anxious, preoccupied, the dismissive, avoidant. Attachment theory is, is so relative in relationships. It's incredible. It is just 
figuring out your attachment style is everything and healing it is everything. So, you know, um, if you look around, okay, and I'm actually going to take two podcasts to do the victim stance because I've needed to explain a lot here today. So, um, you know, if you look around at people, just look at people walking everywhere, right? What I'm going to tell you is right now, there is some sort of drama going on in every person's life. They all have their stories. We all have our stories. And um, what's yours? going to ask you what's yours what's your story what's your story because um i want you to look at your life from a perspective of this have you lived your life from the perspective of being a victim right see victimhood is everywhere right we're always hearing stories of victims or a persecutor sometimes a rescuer but most of the time you're hearing stories through social media, news, whatever, um, with people looking for someone to blame. That's what they want. Blame, blame, blame. They're a victim. And then sometimes they demand compensation for their victimization. Sometimes they t strike back. Okay? Um, terrorist attacks. What's that? Well, they leave victims in their wake. Right? There's victims of a terrorist attack. But the victim, but the terrorists would tell you that they're victims of oppression. Right? Everybody feels they're a victim. Some some what 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 you're driving. You feel so victimized by the chaos of traffic. Oh my god, that we're filled with rage and we lash out because we are we're a victim of that idiot's driving slow in the fast lane. I've been there. I used to just rage at driving. I still have to call myself before I get in a car because, like, it's just, you know, and say, Heather, you're not a victim of somebody else's driving. You're a victim of your own um, need to, guess what, get there in the best way you think is possible that you have to judge the way other people are driving and you have to feel victimized because they're not driving the way you want them to drive. You're not a victim. This is life. Calm down. I have to talk to have this talk with myself all the time before I get in the car. If you look around and think of it, right? People are we are victims of abuse and and neglect from childhood. No doubt. There's proof of it, right? Um we are victims of the alcoholic or drug uh, drug addicted parent. We are victim of the parent that continues to abandon us and walk out, right? Um, you will hear people talk about their victimhood at uh, the hands of the boss, um, the backstabbing coworker, the company they work for. You know, they're victimized by the system, by politics. I want you to realize that, you know, um, victimhood is something we've all played. We've all played the victim. Every single one of us. Okay. And um, it's, it's hard not to in this day. But when you are constantly being the victim in everything, and most especially in the relationship and looking for people to rescue you, and you do nothing for yourself, 
that's on you, right? So it, it's, I want you to understand that there's a different way to be in the world and um, that you, you do not have to be a victim. And I'm kind of mixing the two here, a bit, meaning I want, I'm trying to teach you a life earned wisdom here that looking at anything from the, as from a victimhood stance keeps you in victimhood. And I, again, I'm talking about the coworker that is backstabbing you, the boss, that's everything. Start to not see yourself as a victim. Start to see your choices so you can find a solution. That's another podcast. But in being the victim in the relationship, somebody come rescue me, rescue me, rescue me. Oh, you are setting yourself up for years and, and a lifetime of crappy relationships, of toxic relationships, right? And so, so what are you going to do when, when you're looking for a new way to, um, to be? Well, you have to start thinking about, I don't want, do I want to live in the victim orientation anymore? Do I want my life experiences to just allow me to be a victim? Is that really what I want? No, you don't. There is a new way to live, right? So how you, how you, what choices you make in life creates your life. So wherever you're standing right now is nothing, nothing, and I mean fucking nothing other than every choice you've made up until this point but the greatest thing is is those choices they mean nothing anymore because they're over they're done with so you can start today a new day and say i am not a victim i am not a victim of the asshole narcissist that's cheating on me with three people that went and you know it's taking money from women and, and using you at the same time that cheated on you for six months i'm not a victim of the woman that is engaged to three men one of them is me i'm not a victim of the woman that keeps you know um taking from men all over the world opposing to somebody else you don't have to be a victim in any circumstance anymore ever okay and, and and but you got to make that choice you got to so what does that mean so when once you make the choice that i'm i don't want to live in victimhood anymore and i don't want to rescue victims that means then you need to make sure you don't you need to fix it you need to heal that 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 orientation you need to do something so the choices that you make are empowered that they're not disempowered that they're bringing you closer to the life you desire not farther away from the life you dream about and deserve right so so if you um so when we take the drama triangle in relationships now i'm going to go back to the romantic relationship and i'm going to stick here now for the victim role i just needed you to see how often before we judge everybody else you are playing victim in this world and I was so included in that. A victim to circumstances. Everybody else's fault. Blame, blame, blame. And it gets you nowhere. But now, from here at this point on, I am going to talk about the central role as being the victim in the drama triangle. And you are either playing a victim or you're rescuing a victim. And when you're rescuing the victim, you eventually become the victim yourself. Why? Because the rescuer will persecute the victim, and then the victim will persecute the rescuer. And so basically, you end up swapping roles. Rescuer, victim, victim, rescuer, prosecutor. And what's the goal of most people? 
in this damn game to get to the role of victim. To So save me, save me, save me. But the original victim really wants to be in that role. They need to be the victim. And the rescuer does head to the victim role. And the codependent, the anxious preoccupied, they will go to the victim role. They are great at persecuting. None of us are innocent in this. None of us. So if you're a codependent, just think, oh, well, I'm just the codependent. You're not innocent. You're complicit. You're a part of the problem. I was a part of the problem. I don't do that anymore. I won't. I refuse. I refuse to be a part of the problem. I refuse to be in the toxic relationship. I will not do it. I will not engage. I will never put myself in a position of being in it. It's, it's, it's codependency is a, and, and anxious preoccupied dismissive avoiding dismissive avoiding people they're they're very stressful ways to live they're horrible it's a horrible way to live the anxiety you're never free to be you ever don't you want freedom see don't you you know i'm going to tell you every victim requires a persecutor right which is they're the perpetrator in the situations of abuse, you know, they're the, why, and why does the victim need the persecutor? Because the persecutor is perceived the perceived cause of the victim's woes. So why is a person a victim? Because somebody persecuted them along the line. A narcissist is a consistent victim because somebody is doing something to them. Somebody's always done something to them, and they are the most needy people you will ever meet. So. They're the victim, and they need a persecutor to keep them in. The, that's why when you meet a um um a victim, a narcissist, or a victim of any kind, they will tell you, "Oh, my ex, he or she treated me so badly. They the, they didn't love me." And what does the new person, the new person, say? Oh, how could they not love you? You're just so amazing. Oh, oh, please love bomb me some more. Bring it on. Bring it on. And I will save you for the rest of your days. <gasps> Until that narcissist wakes up and says, Yo, 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 yo! Where's the love, baby? You are not keeping up with what I need. You are not elevating my ego. And you are not consistently rescuing me the way I want to be rescued. So if you're not going to rescue me the way I want to be rescued, I'm going to go find somebody else that's going to give me what I need. Whether that is money, whether it is sex, whether it is a stroke of my ego, I will lie, I will manipulate, I will lie to you, to my children, to my family. I will tell one person this story, another person this story. I will spin the stories in so many directions. The, uh, people in my life, nobody will actually know the whole truth. Nobody. One group of people will know this truth. One pe group of people will know this group truth. Another group will know that truth. And nobody will ever know the whole truth. Why? Because I manipulated so much that I know to make sure that those groups never talk about what I'm telling them. Oh, how do I do that? By lying about what the other group is saying about them, about what the other group thinks about them. I make sure that those groups don't talk. And how do I also do that? By threatening. If you, if you talk to this person or if you, oh, don't you dare, right? And so what does it do? It keeps all these groups separated. And who's in the middle of all this bullshit? The victim! The victim. What's the victim getting that's in the middle of all of this? Whatever they need from this group. From this group, from this group, from this group. And their children are in a group, by the way, too. They manipulate everybody. Nobody talks. 
And it keeps that person stuck in the victim role, getting what they need and sucking the life out of every person around them. And then there's less, there's victims that are, aren't so pathetic. They're not as bad, but they're still victims. And we've all been, lived in victimhood. Remember that. So that's what I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stop it there for today. Okay. And then I'm going to, you know, the next podcast again, we'll focus on the victim and then um, we'll move on. This was so important for you to understand, you know, because the victimhood stance is the death of a dream. You might as well just kill your dreams because that's what it's about, killing your dreams. Thank you for tuning in to Relationship Rescue, the podcast. Every relationship begins with you and do not ever forget it. I love that tagline. It's mine and oh, I love it because every relationship starts with you. It begins with you. It ends with you. How you see yourself, how you love yourself, your self-worth, how, how great you are at being autonomous, how wonderful you are at looking within, how beautiful you are to with that you can love with empathy and self-compassion. And I love you. I will be uh, moving on to victimhood, all about the victim, next podcast. Then we will move into the rescuer role, then the persecutor role, and you will see how it all comes together. Oh, oh, early bird signups for my um, course, How to Unlock Your Attachment Theory. Basically, you're going to heal and thrive. You're going to go from surviving and staying stuck in these horrible relationships um, to learning how to heal yourself and how to heal your attachment style. Those early bird signups are on Sunday, February 6th. Um, I will get the link to you. Go to my website, go to Instagram, um, get on my news, uh, my uh, newsletter, uh, you know, or email me and I can get you the link to have an early bird sign up. It's, woo, it's a fabulous group course. So fabulous. Um, anyways, that's it. Bye-bye. <laughs>